0: got to sit down and record an episode face-to-face with Sam Priest today. Sam is the man behind Australian Super Enduro Championship and he shares a little bit of his story as to how he's got this new series that's getting off the ground in Australia next year, how he's done that and the reason why he's done that. Super Enduro racing is obviously huge in Europe, it's huge in the USA and Sam is bringing that action to Australia. For Australia's off-road races, hard enduro races, motocross races are all going to be going head-to-head in this super high-intensity, super-technical format. So it's going to be really cool to see. It was a great chat. I'm sure you will all enjoy it. I'm actually going to be working on bringing out a little bit of content with Sam around how you can best prepare yourself and train for these events. They're obviously super high-intensity super technical. So if you're going to be competing in these events and you want to be competitive, then you want to make sure that you're training correctly for these events. So if you haven't actually checked out my website already, I've got my training options up on my website. It's at racereadyoffroadcoaching.com. What I'm going to do today is drop a little discount code into the description link of this show that you'll be able to use for our Race Ready Live group program so that code will give you it's ready 25 it will give you 25% off your first month on the group program so it's our entry-level program it's super affordable it's a all-around training program for off-road races and it is based on the exact same principles that I use when I write my personalized programs for my pro-level clients who are winning GNCCs and winning AORCs in racing currently in Australia and the USA. So, we're about to start a preseason phase next week. So, that 12 week preseason phase will pretty much take you through to the first round of the Super Enduro Championship, which is on the 25th of February. So, if that interests you, if you're looking for a program to get your training in line, and in an easy-to-follow format and with some accountability, then check out my website. I'll put the links down in the show description. Other than that, we'll get stuck into this episode, and I hope you all enjoy it. Back on the podcast today, we're sitting down with Sam Priest from Australia Super Enduro Championship. How's it going, man? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. Good to catch up. We're in the beautiful Myrtleford today. It is beautiful today. It was
1: very poor last few days, but she's beautiful today. <laughs> Has been. You got a race going on tomorrow, is that right? Yes, a Vic Hard Enduro uh, round, second last round. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, tell us a little bit about the Super Enduro series, man. It's obviously a new series that's popping up next year. How? Where did I guess? Where did it stem from initially?
1: Your idea behind the series. Uh, the. It stemmed from a few things. Uh, Mainly, you know, I've I've got a couple of small sponsors for myself, uh, Hard Enduro Racing, and just listening to them over the last two years, you know, especially with COVID and all that sort of stuff that, you know, and being mindful that these guys are uh, taking money out of their pocket and putting it into athletes, my pocket and other athletes, um, whether it's product or physical cash. And being mindful on that, that it's very hard to give things back to them um you can do a post uh, event social media post and stuff like that um thanking them and whatnot a lot of the training that we do you know we don't catch it on camera we don't you know me and my friends don't seem to have a camera out when we do things that would be beneficial to the sponsors and stuff like that While you're and out in the middle of nowhere
0: a lot of the time aren't you? yeah and <laughs> we're
1: you know obviously <laughs> You know, we're, we're, we're trying to raise each other's bar constantly. So if I push Anthony Sola, he pushes me back, not physically, but just, you know. So, you know, we'll find ourselves trying to one-up each other on these lines. So instead of getting a camera out to watch one of us doing it, we you know, get to the end of the day and we go, oh, we're done now. Let's go. Yeah. Um, and we have to be mindful of where these training facilities are and are not to put them online as well. That's one thing that we do here in Victoria. We're closely watched on that. Yeah. Um. And then at the actual events, being hard enduro, like we travel 6, 8, 10, 24 hours to get to these events. Yeah. And they're unreal events. Like we run, my passion is hard enduro at the um, Australian Hard Enduro Championship. We love it. We travel yeah. all over the place for it. Um, but one of the things that is by nature very hard for Greg and his team to do is capture all the cool stuff that happens out there because of where they are Located in these private properties and stuff, it's just logistically a nightmare, yeah, for sure. Um, and it, yeah, so each time I would be listening to my sponsors say, You know, they're not whinging by any means, they're not whinging, they're just saying, oh, I'd be nice to be able to get a bit more representation and like, How can we do it? And yeah, um, I'm a, a bit of a problem solver as well, so I hear a problem, I you know, my brain starts working, I try and work out how to fix it. So for me. You know, watching the World Series Super Enduro and the American AMA Enduro Cross, it's it's just unreal to watch. Like if you watch him, yeah. you know, Billy Bolt, what like it's just he's an animal. He can go from fourth to third, uh, sorry, fourth to first in one section where everyone else is like maybe doubling in, tripling out, where he just goes full send, Launches hops that. on, hops off, <laughs> and he's in. For, and you're just like, yeah. So. Yeah, that's one of the reasons how Super Enduro come about. And I was, you know, I keep talking to my partner, Christy, about it. I get back from these events and I reckon, oh, Super Enduro would be cool to, to get because we can put them close to major airports so people can fly in from all over the country at a reasonable cost when the flight system's is working. Um, accommodation, not an issue because you're in these areas and the spectators. So the spectators is where the the sponsors get their value. Value. Yeah. Um, and not necessarily just the spectators. Let's say you have ten thousand spectators at an event, not necessarily mine, I'm not saying I'm gonna get that. You have two thousand they're not necessarily going to buy motorcycles, but their eyes on let's say you're wearing a Simford Motor group now, like you've got eyes on Andy Wilkes Spike going in yeah. and out of these obstacles. Yeah. Uh, looking great, but then it's the video footage that we can produce with the spectators' entry fees. Like it's it's it opens up a whole nother avenue of where it, revenue avenue of where you can then further budget into bettering the visual representation of these brands that get on board. Yeah, um, and it's not just that. It's it's you know one of my best sponsors, Chad from Chad's Off Road. He's goes up and beyond for us me anthony solo chris perry yeah and uh, heaps of other guys in the hard enduro scene like it's been unreal to see a suspension tuner get into the hard enduro because it is odd bod compared to traditional yeah for sure um racing or riding and what it'll do for him is like i've already got people messaging me from like um Cruise six parker like when we can we'll put in a track you know so the people can come and test on and that's like yeah so then these suspension guys can go to these tracks with their athletes get their bikes sorted out yeah um you know in an area where you're allowed to do so yeah um uh, which i think would be unreal and there's been heaps of heaps of people with properties asking me you know what sort of obstacles are there going to be in so i can sort of emulate yeah. what, and it, and it's and that's a pretty simple answer because it keeps the obstacles will change but mm at the heart of it you've got to have a log matrix yeah you know the best way to check that out is the AMA stuff at the moment they keep changing up their AMA America I should say Mm. Uh, their log matrix but it's cool you see the the fastest guys get slowed down on a matrix like yeah practice that yeah practice rock turns
0: yeah yeah, I was going to say, like, give us a quick rundown of what is in a normal track, because we haven't really seen them in Australia before. Like, they're obviously massive in the States and Europe, like you say, but what sort of, what's the difference between a super enduro track compared
1: to, like, a traditional sort of enduro track? Um, Well, that depends as well. Like, enduro in Europe, you see the... Yeah, some the, of the world enduro stuff's
0: pretty... You see the Germany one that That's just going like, around
1: socials in the last couple of days?
0: It's way more technical
1: than any other enduro yeah. stuff we have. The for sure. oh, Germany uh, enduro GP that I've, I was looking at it this morning over breakfast was a full-blown enduro cross course. Yeah. Like it was unreal. Yeah. Anthony Garcia sent it, <laughs> but there was other guys through there like literally plotting their way through the log matrix where yep. you know that is enduro cross. So where it comes from, um, enduro super enduro being super cross style, you know, shortened course in the viewing. Stadiums. Yeah. Of yeah. Um, and then you get the enduro side of it. Is this the European special test? Which yeah. is yeah far more technical than what we see in our Australian endurance. Yeah. Races. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just a man-made course. Uh, when I say log matrix, that'll be a bunch of, if you your power poles laid down sometimes you can get a bike in between them other times that bike won't physically fit so you've got a you know um tippy toe in there when i say tippy toe front wheel back wheel front wheel back wheel off these logs and then other they're ones and on
0: angles too aren't they they're never not always straight are they
1: you'll see not straight ones in enduro cross which in duro cross you'll see the tracks are a bit i don't want to use the word messy but you know, there'll be obstacles where you go, oh, that's just a bit awkward, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so like you said, off cam, like off angle um, log matrix or, you know, water pits. Yeah. Uh, tire pits and stuff like that where, especially the European um, World Series, super enduro stuff at the moment is getting, it's very racy still, but you've got to be very good at it. Like your, yeah. your Billy Bolts and your Teddy Bulls, Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's raceable, but it's it's very much extreme enduro with, um, in a short format course now. Yeah. Um, but I think for mine, the first, especially the first one, the first year, um, just trying to ease everyone into it, it'll certainly be hard. You're not going to be able to show up and expect you can get around unless you train um, rock piles, turning, doing 180 degree U-turns in rock piles and stuff like that. Um, jersey barriers too that you know there likely will be a balance beam but it'll be a dis- difficult balance beam to get over as well. you're better off working out how to get up and over a jersey barrier Yeah. Um, but for the guys that are prepared to send it the, the obstacles will be you know there'll be a hop on hop off section where if you want to roll it you can but you're adding time which like is that. what you're not trying to do in this event but also yep. you know it's the it becomes more difficult trying to get up a steeper bit than you don't have to. If you can, if you're comfortable jumping, yeah, you'll jump on, jump off and keep going, which, um, you know, we see in Supercross all the time, little tabletop hop on, hop off sort of thing. But these are made instead of a nice formed up ramp, you'll have a bunch of poles stacked together and (laughs) yeah, you jump up and it's just, for me, it's just gonna be exciting to watch, you know. Especially, especially the athletes that are expressing some interest at the moment. Hopefully, they show up. As when I say hopefully, they show up, like whether their commitments allow them to. Yeah. Um, but it'll be athletes from, you know, all three major disciplines in Australia: being MX, uh, enduro, and hard enduro. Yeah. Which would be cool. Oh, I'd be unreal that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you know this is this is not new in Australia. They. Um, the Robertson boys did it. I was going to say that.
0: They did a, it was more of a, would you say, Enduro Cross, I think. They yeah, well, they they, they
1: marketed it as Enduro Cross for sure. Yeah. And that's, yeah, what it was. And, you know, the, realistically, it was probably timing that pulled them up. I was going to say
0: they were a bit before the, like, Hard Enduro wasn't a thing back Correct. then. Correct, yeah. No one had ever heard of it. Correct. Well, it just wasn't a thing, like in Australia especially. Now yeah. it's huge, so it's got legs and people love it.
1: Yeah, that's right, and you're, man,
0: you're right, man. They probably, if they did that now, they were they would have, yep, had, had some good success. Yeah,
1: and it, it's purely, yeah, they you're right. They were ahead of the head of the curve. Let's say, uh, people went back then weren't prepared to go and throw their bikes into a pile of rocks <laughs> and, you know, bend levers, brake pegs, and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. But now, you know, we do it yeah. in hard enduro. That's just you know, I had a conversation with um, one of my other sponsors the other day and he's like, I just don't see what you, yeah, where you get the enjoyment out of Harden and; I'm like, it's just right there in front of you. I just showed you where the enjoyment was. Like, but yeah, so they had that. So it's not new, but it's the timing's changed. Everything's, you know, everything's getting uh, bigger. Mm. In, like you've got your top athletes now that are, um, have done more time over in Europe. you know andy wilkes has come back with a whole different vision on what he wants to do and how he can go about getting there yeah which is unreal like it's 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 one of the goals that we try when i say we it's it's promoters and um team managers and everything we're always trying to get our athletes to a point where we can compare them to international yeah classes and until we have international events week in, week out, like they have all around the world. Yeah. It's going to be hard to get there. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, there's there's my event, the ASC, Australian Super Enduro Championship, starting in 23. GNCC was announced to show up in 23, which will be unreal. I think I see value in that for the athletes as well because it's more seat time. You know, seat time yeah. is a key. I, you know, my passion before uh, motorbike riding was drag racing and it was a... Uh, cool sport very expensive and the measurement of success was how fast you could go so the more money you spent the less seat time you got like by design that's how it works yeah yeah sure um yeah so this you know motorcycles are getting more and more expensive gears getting more expensive so these events more of them and especially the long format events is cool to boost everything
0: yeah for sure Mm. So tell us a little bit about the format for the Super Enduro because it is quite sprinty. I suppose you would say the races are short and sharp. They oh, get get through them pretty quick. So I think you posted it up on your social media the other week. But tell us a little bit about how the format's going to work.
1: Yeah, so that was a difficult task to overcome with in mind, trying to put um, value on the seat time. You know, yeah, everyone knows how hard it is to get around Australia with. A motorcycle, like you come from Queensland, it costs you 24 hours worth yeah. of driving time. Yeah, um, and traditionally, the Super Enduro and the Enduro Cross series is run abroad. You'll have the top 10 either from the prior year on points or the current top 10 automatic entry into the pro class. Yeah, and then you'll have um, maybe two lots of two. Qualifying sessions, so essentially four people can get back in, and then the promoter will hold a wild card. Yeah, sorry, two wild cards to get people into it. Yeah, and by all means, that's a great way of doing it because you're really uh, pushing people to go full send early to qualify for these things. But yeah, in its infancy, I wanted to bring trying to align the best I could with the world format, let's say, and the American stuff is different to the European stuff, but as. As a whole trying to get as close as I can to that format while bringing in the the value in getting you know yeah into it. yeah so that was actually quite difficult. I went back and forth, I keep mentioning Andy Wilkes, you know I lean on him for my insight into the Enduro, the Vic and the AORC mindset yeah on what they would like to see yeah. and that's not just with format, that is in what they'd like to see. Um, their promoters do differently. Their, their supporting industries do differently, and we can get into that further. But it's, you know, ASC for me is born around trying to fix these problems that I said earlier in the podcast. Like trying to problem solve what I can, and I believe I can do it. It will certainly take time and help from everyone, not just people financially, but just the the um support yeah yeah and that's from people that aren't even interested in motorcycling like it's just support yeah uh anyway so going back to the format we've landed on um on instead of having qualifying one and qualifying two we called them heat one and heat two and you'll essentially there'll be five races that yep. you'll score points on championship po- uh, so round points that'll then convert into championship points yeah um so instead of once once we have the the classes and that'll be done via them self-seating based on lap times yeah so they'll have sessions where they can put down a few heaters and their fastest their, to slowest yeah their sprint times their lap yeah. times will see themselves from athlete 1 right yeah. down to athlete 71 yeah and and the reason we landed on 71 is purely what I can fit in the gate yeah in the same format that the world and American series use staggered gate. And three classes allows me and my team to successfully manage our time and our athletes without overcomplicating it. Yeah. um, because there's no value in doing something half assed. Yeah. So for us, you know, especially twenty twenty three, we're where it's all about learning the riders' requirements that goes from skill level to what the track looks like and, you know, it's going to be constantly. If we get yeah. to an end of an event and hadn't learned anything, that means we haven't paid enough attention. <laughs> oh, so, totally, man. You're going to yeah.
0: learn it like anything you do the first time, right? You're going to learn. There's going to be a shitload of learning going on.
1: Yeah, correct. So yeah, Moto 1, I think I've called it Moto 1, Moto 2, uh, six minute heat plus two laps. So, I'm looking at the the, the track length set off the FIM World Series, yep. which is around that 320 metres worth of racetrack. Yep. Um, and they do that in about f- 42 to 52 seconds, depending on the difficulty of the track. So I'm hoping, I'm trying to work that out, and I'm hoping that's pretty similar. and uh, Not that that it's correct science, but I can sort of look at what I've got in mind for the track and then look over at the American series stuff that they're currently doing. And go, oh, there's, so there's that, there's that, yeah. and then they're doing it. You know, when they, they included their difficult matrix, the round yeah. before the break, like the last round that they did. And that pushed that out to, I think their super laps were a minute four, down to 58 seconds sort of thing. Yeah, okay. so, um Yeah, so we're talking six minutes plus two laps, it could blow it to eight minutes. Yeah. Eight and a half minutes, and it's-
0: So be around about eight laps eight nine potentially yeah yeah and which is a lot around a track like that
1: yeah like well, it's you, probably not a lot
0: for one of the like, best dudes in the world but if you're like a you know what i mean like a, a mid-pack dude like you're gonna be
1: i uh, gonna yeah. know about doing
0: eight laps around a track like
1: that. you're gonna know about doing one lap in your <laughs> yeah. in your qualifying like it's just and that's hopefully people take it seriously and train a little bit differently like i have asked you to maybe touch on a format of training on how you would go about it because it is completed you go from a standing start to on the limiter much like supercross does yeah um and we hear about people suffering from arm pumping supercross yeah and taking nothing away from them but yeah you know rocks and logs and jersey barriers and stuff yeah. if you can still feel your clutch at the end of the eight <laughs> minutes you're doing well like <laughs> that's what it'll be yeah. and we'll support the lower classes by um you know we're not taking anything out of the track but we can put things in the track as in things in between the log matrix so let's say to make that bit less easier. abusive less yeah. less height difference in the between the surface and the top of yeah. the
0: log that i that was going to say is there an actual club and class is there great like are the classes graded like that or
1: they will be graded based on um their self-seating times but
0: that was but, it no just like so pretty much anyone can enter and it, then it's just self-seated based on your times so
1: the first one the whole enter thing's been playing on my mind a lot um, we've put in an expression of interest list which we've got 100 and 140 odd names on the list yeah and we'll work through that so not just myself like people inside the industry we'll work through that and try and build what we feel is the strongest 71 athletes in that. And we're going to get blindsided because you've got people that are Mm. moseying around in, let's say, silver class hard enduro that I'm thinking of a couple in my head and I know they'll outdo a lot of the guys in the gold class hard enduro because it's a completely different format and they can hit things hard. They've got that skill. That's right, hop on, hop off.
0: Um, And then it could go the other way too. You could have some gold class dudes that will struggle in that format, that sort of more technical intensity. Yeah, it's potentially, a, like,
1: yeah, I find myself, you know, in a unique position where I race gold class, which is our what we call pro class in hard enduro, um, and I can get around quite comfortably. Very hard to be competitive with the pros, you know, they're just next level. But yeah, um, I'm looking at this quite proactively. Going okay. If I was to enter a class, if I literally had lists yeah. and 20, 20, what is it? Three per people per class. Yeah. How? Where would I essentially see myself? Yeah. Because I know that in a long form, four hours, right? I've mm. got to do a hard enduro race. I know, like, I'll back my fitness in just about on top of yeah. most people in the field. Yeah. Um, I am skilled at riding it, but I probably take a little bit longer than the other guys do it, but. An eight-minute row or six-minute plus two race, is a completely different format. Where, yeah, um, I think I would struggle to probably qualify in the in the um, yeah. expert class, let's say. Yeah. With timing, so yeah, it's been quite hard to try and, and especially then you bring egos into it as well, where you go, I, oh, I race gold class hard enduro, I should be alert, Like it's just, yeah, you sure. know. So you've got to facilitate that as well, which is how I ended up landing on the, the self-seating process. I think that's
0: a great way to do it, man. Because then it's just there's no, no one can argue that you just you end up where you end up.
1: Correct. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's um, a great way to do it. Hopefully, the the pro athletes across the board, whether it's MX, hard enduro, and off road, all see that that's what I'm trying to do, and they can go, well, regardless of who I think I am in my own discipline. Yeah. I've qualified mid pack and expert. That's just me. You know, I've got to work on it for next round. I've got to go away and train. And yeah. And all that sort of stuff
0: yeah and you can't have any sandbaggers either or well, you're not gonna have sandbaggers do you know what I mean? oh they could
1: tune that into their thing but you're gonna <laughs> well, see yeah it I guess you could, yeah but yeah
0: it I think that's a great way
1: yeah thank you that took it seems so like what I put up on the internet on my social media um, seems so black and white and so simple but that self-seating that blue format that I sent around yeah took Maybe four of us. So I was doing the work on my end, and then I'd send it out to a bunch of people. Yeah. And I'd get um, like I'm good mates with Anthony Soler. You know, he's just crowned himself the Australian Heart and Enduro Championship the other week. Yeah. Um, and I, he'd do my head in, right? He'd ring me up. I don't get it. It's like, what do you mean you don't get it? It's simple as. And then he'd ask me a question. I'm like, have you even read it? He's like, oh, I was in the car going. It's like, mate, start reading it. Like. This. Read it properly, top to bottom. And then I realised that he's not trying to make things difficult. That's just that's how people are these days, yeah? Like yeah. they, you know, skim read something, make the rest of it up. And he was ringing me with alterations that I needed to make to the format. Yeah. And then on the other hand, I had Andy Wilkes going, oh, what do you think about this and that? And like I'm not a – like if I'm wrong, you tell me. If you can convince me I'm wrong, I'm happy to take your feedback on 100%, especially in something – like this where my ego doesn't matter. Like yeah. I'm I'm here to fix a couple of problems the in best, the industry.
0: You just want the best event, man.
1: Yeah. And it's not for me to turn around and go, look how cool I am. It's just yeah, you know, look how much stronger the motorcycling industry is. Yeah. For it. You know yeah, what I mean? For sure. Um yeah, so I'd go back with Andy and then he'd say something and then I'd be on the phone to my now mate Spencer Wilton in the States. He's racing the american series and going what do you think as an actual athlete that's doing this and has done this for a couple of seasons now you know what do you think yeah and we we'd end up what with what we put down on the internet but you look at it i go back and look at it now and it's like i spent like proper hours on that brain power like yeah my partner was in america competing on america's got talent i had the kids on my own for a couple of weeks there while i was trying to submit paperwork to council by getting the the formatting all sorted out. Yeah. Um, on top of, you know, getting together my sponsor packets and all that sort of stuff. Like I had a massive workload and I'd find every time she rang me from America because on FaceTime you can obviously see yourself, yeah. I'd be sitting in the same seat. Doesn't matter what time of the day, I was sitting in the office seat with the clock behind me, working away on the same thing. But you look at what I put up on the internet and you say, ah oh, it's just a yeah just a pretty picture and a few <laughs> words and know, but no, we we um like I said, we I lent on a lot of work goes into all that stuff behind the scenes to get right. Yeah, I, th- I th- and you've got to trust that the people that you're sending this information to don't just agree with you for the sake of agreeing with you. Yeah, like argue with me for hours if you want. <laughs> if I don't understand it, we're going to keep going until till I understand it. Yeah. And at the point that I understand it, I'll either agree with you or disagree with you, and we can work from there. Yeah, but you know we went through it and so to to go back to the format where you've got five races now you've got moto one we touched on moto two we touched on and they'll be separated by an hour or so throughout the day each and then what usually happens in the world super series is the finals is three consecutive gate starts short format i think they do four minutes but they're obviously animals yeah um so the flag will drop the gate will drop three minutes lead rider passes the finish line files straight back into the gate that he's picked like obviously you pick your gates where your finish order is yeah and i'm hoping that'll take as little as two minutes yeah. or a maximum of two minutes to funnel everyone back in yeah and then your 30 second board straight back out again and yeah. you've got you know so while you're still trying to swallow your tongue and yeah take a big deep breath you you know you've got to set your whole shot button and Go again. Yeah, so you got three of those back to back, and they will literally be back to back. Yeah, and um, yeah, come that'll be each round, each race. So out of those five, you get points from one to twenty three, and it'll, um, one being the best. Yeah, like an Olympic style scoring system. And whoever's got the least amount of points per class, one, two, and three. Yeah, and we'll have, um, obviously championship points right down to the twenty three.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, yeah. It's he, like you cannot afford to make a mistake in that format, can you? And it's that. Oh, if you
1: make a mistake, you want to hope the guy that's just overtaken has made <laughs> one as well further up. And that's or or is about
0: to make one.
1: Yeah, and it's...
0: But it's that, st- it's that technical, like pretty much everyone does. Like not many of them get around without making a mistake because it is so challenging. So yeah, it's about how many minimising them. Minimising them for sure. Yeah. That's going to be the, the fastest rider at the end of the race. Yep. Um which is cool. Yeah, so it keeps the, it exciting because a lot of racing like even some of the supercross races man that like they get a whole shot check out and it's like it's boring. Yeah, like the it's, most, when they're going back and forth that's that's what the fans want to see.
1: Correct. The most exciting supercross rounds is when Jet tucks the front yeah, early on and gotta you got to see through. him make all those spots and it is bloody exciting. Yeah. So you know not to say let's hope everyone crashes and stuff, but they they're gonna <laughs> like it's
0: even Yeah, yeah, there's gonna be mistakes. Yeah. And it's gonna Well it's not even a crash, like just a bobble.
1: Yeah. And there's you just even the rock garden, we'll try and um we'll try and rock whisper that the best we can. Nothing more than rock garden that moves. Yeah. You know, when you go to accelerate, yeah, yeah. you gotta put your foot down or something and move. So yeah. We'll do our best to try and rock whisper those to a point where they it's uncomfortable to ride but it's not Mm. uncomfortable due to the fact that it's just Changing a pile of rocks that have been dumped out of the truck. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because usually a rock line, um, let's say Wildwood, when they put new rock lines in, the first 100 riders go over it and it's painful for them, yeah. the riders, because everything shifts and moves. So you go back now yeah, yeah. and it's, you know...
0: So there's a line... You're like, it, yeah. why did I
1: struggle on that rock line? Yeah. but Everything's stopped moving now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, biggest question, who's going to... You know, what 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 discipline is going to take it out? Yeah, I couldn't tell you honestly. <laughs> you know, I sit, I race in. How
0: how many guys like pure MX guys have put their hand up for it? Well,
1: that'd be a difficult question. that interesting to, me, to see. I reckon. To me, I can bring up a list later on for you. Um, being so new in the motorcycling scene, there's a lot of names I don't understand. Yeah. Not that I don't understand the name that I don't recognise. Recognise, yeah. Um, but yeah, the the um. Oh, I can't quite remember the names but there's a couple of them it's probably the least um heavy discipline that it's signing up yeah um the surprisingly it's the enduro guys
0: yeah off-road oh, dudes yeah yeah you know frothen for is it. it is it
1: is it cuz the hard <laughs> enduro guys are lazy like I know I'm guilty of it myself especially this weekend I forgot to enter the race on time and you ring and making phone calls and it's not cuz I didn't intentionally it's just cuz I've had a lot going on with what I'm trying to do and but as a rule the hard enduro guys are very relaxed and say ah, she would be right yeah. so am I going to get more wanting to yeah do it uh, there is a couple of Americans coming across well we call him American but he's actually homegrown um will ridden young
0: yeah will ridden that'll be awesome
1: yeah so he's gonna he's gonna be hard to beat I would say yeah uh, being that there'll be a little bit of downtime between the back of there yeah season, season to the start of mine but you know he's gonna have that intensity fitness unless he just eats it away over the break they
0: they normally come home to australia anyway don't they for the summer yeah like for, it's their winter in the usa obviously but for our summer
1: yeah i think gus might even be home as well yeah around that time and i'm yeah like he does more of the gncc stuff doesn't
0: he yeah that's right yeah
1: yeah i've seen some videos like holes ass through those yeah but, um, yeah, yeah, and then... It'll um, be cool, man. Yeah, and it's... We have a lot of Americans looking this way at this point. Yeah, like, awesome. Um, it's, it's a card we've got is, A, it's Australia. You know, people love Australia too. Yeah. B, it's cold in America mm. over Christmas and, you know, come February here, it's beautiful.
0: Yeah. So Nice time to holiday.
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah, so, that could be a possibility is Spencer coming over? Is that Spencer's a definite yes? Yeah. So he's um, he's basically working his, trading off his, uh, social media creation, content creation. Yeah. Uh, to come over and um.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Do that for me? Yes, yeah, so that come about purely out of cold calling people. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. I, I asked biggest. F- so I've had some hurdles. To overcome one of them was to, how do i announce a series of something that we don't have video footage for yeah in australia it's tricky yeah and then the video footage that we did have was from 2013 it looked like a nokia 3310 <laughs> footage yeah. that the algorithms would throw away like they just would <laughs> ignore it if i put that up so i was messaging oh, anyone there's um i don't know if any of your followers watch sky pixel media out of America, they do, yeah. Okay. Like they do, I call them Red Bull recap style videos, race event recap. They, yeah. I don't even know if they're second to Red Bull. To be honest, they're doing that good of a job. Like yeah, these okay. things are that nice to watch.
0: Yeah, I'll have to look them up. I yeah. obviously haven't,
1: haven't heard of it. Well, yeah. So it's they are, um, they are employed by the. Um, Hard Enduro series over there that are yeah, okay. not scared of throwing around money. These guys yeah. are... They, promoting it. Yeah. So, like I said, I've got no ego. So I'm looking over here what the Americans are doing, how they're yeah, promoting, sure. how the world stuff is promoting, like even um, locally, mm. how, how tennis events are ran and yeah. their social media and stuff like that just to understand what works and what doesn't. But, yeah, yeah, this Sky Pixel, they are doing a... I think, I think I'm saying that right. They are doing a fantastic job on their footage and to go back at the start of the podcast where I said one of the hardest things to overcome is video footage in hard enduro yeah these guys are doing it yeah like yeah obviously it comes with a great cost yeah American hard enduro is quite expensive to enter so that you know they've obviously got more people more revenue so they can afford to do it that way but it's mm. doable yeah it's, they're showing that it's really doable and they do cool docos too on the promoter that's
0: yeah um, you
1: know putting his balls on the line in that respect as well
0: yeah yeah, that's awesome. I'll have to check him out.
1: Yeah, so I, I cold called him. When I say cold called, I just emailed him and um, social media uh, messaged him. And he was saying, oh, I'd love to help. Like, it sounds like a great project, but no, this footage belongs to the um, American. And they decided that they didn't want to release their footage, which, you know, no one's entitled to anything. Certainly not yeah, me yeah. here in Australia yeah. expecting everyone to give me footage. Yeah like I then messaged Billy Bolt's film guy to not hear back like I heard didn't hear back from nearly anyone I was like oh they're just ignoring me and then I realised hang on you've got a brand new social media page that yeah. has no followers I'm going to look like a, a, blo- a bot you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah. I'm like oh damn so, scammer yeah week in week in I'm waiting for this these response like I don't tell me no by all means I'll just I'll move on I'm going damn and then I said to Christy I can't get anything she's like explained it to me i was like ah right i don't have enough followers i don't have enough people that know people and yeah so what i started to do is have her message of her um performing account yeah you know she might i don't know how many views and followers and but she's got quite a lot yeah and everyone started messaging back yeah so <laughs> how it worked out is there's a guy rob mitchell a filmer in america that has real cool footage he wrote back to me and goes, I'm too busy to do it because I wasn't prepared to pay them. But yeah, yeah me clip. totally. Yeah. And um, he goes, I'm too busy with the projects I've got going on, but I'm happy to release the footage. I'm like, oh, sweet. So I'll pay for that and just um, I'll pay someone here to work out the editing or Christine yeah. and myself will do it. And he's like, no, no, I think what you're doing is fantastic. You can have the footage. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like this is unreal. Yeah. And then it turns out another guy me message was spencer wilton and it turns out the footage that i that rob was giving me was of him, him of yeah. a package so it just worked in well yeah and um spencer is a great young dude out of canada he's you know doesn't have the name of a cody webb or a colton haker he's yeah he's 23 24 yeah um but he gets it more so than a lot of others like he's 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 funding his racing from sponsors and, yeah. and vlogs and media creation and stuff like that so you know for me to go this is what i want he's like yeah no worries dude yeah and we just went back and forth on what that would look like and what my commitment to him would be being getting him over here to race and stuff like that and yeah you know he's reliable i needed this by this day every week and i need a filler you know yeah after that and he's like no worries yeah and then because he's racing the series over there they're all um you know like they'll i'll get a message from another um pro rider from america going when am i coming to australia like it looks cool what you're doing and stuff yeah. like that And it's like you're all welcome but at some point i can't support yeah, everyone yeah. to get over you like i you know the, the cost involving putting on a show like this is not small yeah for sure um so you know you've got to look at you know we could go and get a red bull factory kdm rider If I can afford it, if you know what I mean, like they're yeah, they're accessible because it's Mm. you know they want to come over, but it's can we afford to do it in our infancy of the event?
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: But um, no, Spenny's been great. He's he gets You almost
0: don't really need to the first year, man. Like I think there's heaps of hype around it anyway. Yeah. So I had that, especially with Will and those couple of guys. Like they're legit dudes anyway. So
1: yeah, for sure. And I had that same. Same mindset, and then you know, you sit in a couple of these sponsor meetings, and they're like, What international you got? and I explain why. And it's like, Oh, no, we still look at you know what international riders are coming in. I'm like, right. So I had it a bit you know backwards on what mm. I was trying to build versus what I need to do. So, same thing, no ways right or wrong. I just didn't have yeah. the information going into it. So, you start to mold what it looks like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree, if we're doing an Australian series. There will be prize money. One of my goals is to have a, a good prize pool. Like, yeah. um, I'd love to be able to do it per round straight off the bat. Yeah. But I can't see the analytics behind the financials of what this company looks like until it's ran. Yeah. Um. So the way I'm going to work around that is do a championship prize pool. Yeah. So you'll still get paid for round one, but it'll just be at the end at after the I've end. seen all the financials. So whether it comes out of my pocket to make everyone whole or mm. we. You know, if the if the business itself is profitable... Yeah. ...we can make it really worthwhile for the athletes... Yeah. ...to, you know, for... They get to the end of 2023 and they go, Oh, well, that was... That was a good fun event and I won some money. And, I've, you know, if I can get the, the dollar value in there, that they go, I might actually take this a bit more serious next year. And it becomes yeah. something that they put on their calendar... Yeah. Um, ...with their sponsors and stuff like that. Yeah. But the... Um, the... One thing I don't necessarily think would be ideal is, let's just say, I had a prize pool per event, and then negotiated for an international athlete to come over, and they just, let's say, Billy Bolt come over. He'd be a great draw card for yeah. spectators. He'd walk away just with eats the, the field. Profit. <laughs> yeah, he, not necessarily just eats the profit, but like there's, it's like exporting our goods. Yeah, I'd prefer the money to stay in. Australia in this, in Australia yeah, yeah in one way or another yeah for sure. um, which is not always going to happen it's not always going to be the way you can do it but you know with these um, concerns in mind or these goals in mind I can circumvent that happening to a degree yeah um, but my goal is to get this into stadiums like where you've got you know, like X Open. Yeah. If you picture that model. Marvel Stadium. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Um. It, it. Wouldn't it be great? And then you've. Then you're talking. Yeah. To. To you. You'd have to start throwing your draw cards at it. Yeah. Oh. Your Billy Bolts and yeah. your. Um. Yeah. Colton Hakers and you know. Yeah. All those.
0: Yeah.
1: But you know, for the first one, we're doing what we can, in trying to, fill these voids in the industry that you know aren't there because anyone's ignoring them. just hard for the motorcycle like to you can't motorcycle around the middle of melbourne yeah In a in a time bait you know arc style event because it's just we don't have the area
0: yeah well that's the challenge with off-road events yeah. isn't it like yeah. it's hard to get them in front of the public
1: yeah and then even if you
0: like, get. you've got to be a diehard off-road fan to go to, like, this race that's on tomorrow and go out there and walk up and down the side of a hill to watch. Yeah. Like, even a normal off-road, in AORC, like, you've got to be a diehard fan to go out there and yeah and watch it. You're not going to get your average person take their kids out there to, to yep. check it out.
1: Yep. Whereas well, what
0: you're doing, like, you can get it in front of, like, someone that's never seen a dirt bike before and they see that that's on, they're like, oh, yeah, we'll take the kids and check it out.
1: Correct. It's that um, monster truck market yeah you know what I mean it's that family mum, dad couple of kids go and watch some exciting thing and then you've also you know we're not ignoring the motorcycle enthusiasts because it's you know yeah that's our target market too but the more fresh eyes on the industry we can get the better for everyone yeah for sure and hopefully that translates into you know sales for the sponsors and stuff like that when you know if old mate decides he wants a motorbike at some point to go and hang out with his mates that already motorcycled and then he he remembers, you know, brand XYZ written all over the track. Yeah. That, you know, it's the same as any other marketing at that point. They just associate a good time with that. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And the other thing I was conscious of, it's, it it is a problem, it is a problem by all means, but uh, one of the things that I was trying to do was put motorcycles, dirt bikes, more to the point, in front of people's eyes in a positive manner. Yeah. You know, going back a couple of years ago, we had that, what was it, dirt bag, dirt riders, you know, things. And then the only time you see a dirt bike on the news, yeah, it's not Jet and Lawrence, yeah, uh, Jet sure. and Hunter. It's some spaz doing a wheelie <laughs> down the middle of Melbourne street and it, they just tar us all with the same brush. And it's like, that's completely not it. Like... Greg from Grassroots from the Hard and George Championships. Yep. He gets these local council awards. Like they're mm. issuing awards like yeah. um I don't know what they're naming them but they they're, they're yep. so grateful for him to bring 300 plus athletes plus their mm. families to these remote locations. Yeah. That you know next time he rings them up and says can we do it again they're like by all means like Yeah it's, yeah. And if these small council areas can see the value in us Mm. You know, my goal was to try and put it into bigger council area, in front of the bigger council areas' eyes, and yeah. it, it's doable. Like, when you've got the power of, let's say, this new world super enduro series, uh, sorry, world supercross series, yeah, that made the news for moving their head office from Melbourne to Queensland, yeah, yeah. Where I'm not sure if it was the mayor or some politician basically boasting <laughs> on how many jobs he's brought to the thing, so yeah they have made them a deal of some sort I would suggest on what I have no idea but yeah you know they see value in bringing a company of that size to it yeah what I'm trying to do as well and I'm somewhat feel I'm successfully doing with my local Ballarat Council where the first event is is putting dirt bikes in a positive manner yeah and in, in positive light in front of their eyes yeah cuz we so. have beautiful bush in and around Ballarat and on borrowed time, yeah, for sure. Oh.
0: Yeah, there's folks out there on pit bikes tearing it up.
1: Yeah, and, but it's it's not even that. It's the like, uh, like without getting into politics, the 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 damage that the dirt bikes are doing is so minimal compared to the damage of a lot of other stuff going on. But it's yeah, it's not what let's say the politicians and the councils push because it's not what the general public want to see. But if you put um, world super enduro uh, australian super enduro you put the world supercross and um you know the gncc are, are televising or live streaming their stuff if you get motorcycles in front of more people mm. in a better um quality then it becomes more of a oh they're just around it becomes a part of the community and stuff like that
0: you can change the narrative a little bit
1: yeah is it Going to happen, oh god, knows. But with the help of everyone, like I said earlier, it's one step further forward than it was, in yeah, the, you know, prior,
0: yeah, absolutely, man. It's a positive thing for sure,
1: yeah. So, these are the things that you know, myself and my partner are just trying to address while trying to put on a top quality show, while trying to put on a t- top quality experience for everyone, you know, um, all while taking the financial risk of promotion, like it is, it is a risk, it's a liability. Yeah yeah absolutely um, I'm doing it when I say it, me, me and my partner are doing it because we feel like it's something we can do, yeah so.
0: yeah, it's awesome man it's awesome you like it is a risk though it's awesome you're willing to take that risk because the like the sport needs it. it needs people like you to take that risk because otherwise it doesn't it doesn't grow it doesn't expand mm.
1: yeah, so I'm. Keep saying I'm me and my partner Christy. We are happy to take the risk. It's not something that we want to do event in and out. And I'm not saying that that needs to well, shift to a point where we're putting no money in. By no means, it's yeah. the it's a money gun. aside. It's the support from um other industry leaders that get on board in its infancy, not yeah. after it's you know taken off. Yeah, after it's taken. If you get a a spectator event that blows up, then there's a fair chance you can pay for it on your own. The, the, the revenue from the business itself is doing it. And then you, by nature, that's when you'll get more people wanting to come on board with financial help is when you don't actually need it. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's, it's giving someone five bucks on the side of the road to go and buy a meal to get through that day sort of thing. Yeah. Is the difference. So we're by no means unable to do it it'll the show will go on yeah uh we just need to we need to the industry to get behind us give us you know we'll take the risk yeah with them yeah yeah uh we'll do the work we just need the we just need the industry to get behind it so then we can build awareness in the spectator side of it yeah and that's why we're outdoors in um in showgrounds for the first one and you know what it looks like in Queensland and New South is yet to be announced, but yeah. the people go, oh, "Why aren't you going indoors in stadiums?" It's like there's no point hiring a twenty thousand seat stadium yeah. with zero spectator awareness around Super Enduro. Yeah, it's just you For set sure. yourself up to fail. So yeah, um, you know, let's let's do a great job in a smaller stage and move forward from there.
0: Yeah. Hey. Yeah, makes sense, man. Well, it's like any any business. I guess venture is a calculated risk.
1: Yeah. And so. Christy and I are getting getting good at that too. So we we have a bunch of businesses, all successful, all built from, you know, the ground up. Christy's built yeah. an a mecca behind her personal performing brand and uh, you know, her her um franchises, you know, really quite Strong from where it was and where she came from, just from passion. Yeah. So. Yeah, we we know how to business. We know what where the risks are and where to mit- mitigate them and yep. how to how to size things up um, to a point where you go, "Wow, oh, that's you know likely not going to be a doable project." Whether yeah. it's now because it's timing, or um, because you know it may not be the thing, but we feel that this could be great. Like monster trucks is huge yeah in these massive stadiums yeah. and i look at it and go okay what's next <laughs> yeah. you know not taking nothing away from the people that are inside or anything like that. It's just for me it's these things doing a couple of flips or whatever and it's on the same track like you got these massive trucks that you can't do so much in a small area yeah where you know i am probably a little bit biased because i love motorbikes yeah you know you put something that's high intensity like that in front of if you don't have a good time i don't know <laughs> you know maybe they won't come back but if you can have a good time at monster trucks you can have a good time anywhere i reckon.
0: oh 100 percent, man absolutely yeah yeah
1: but yeah the risk is ours we'll take it um let's yeah i just hope that the spectators get behind it the you know People on social media, it'd be great. F- follow our page, you know. Yeah. You know, share it around. That's yeah,
0: what is it? Aus AUS Super Enduro, is that yeah, right? Yeah, Aus Super Enduro. That's yeah. for
1: Facebook and for Instagram. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, this is what sponsoring companies look for. They look for the analytics that they can see. Yeah. Um, not necessarily at the events. Like Their branding at the events is a vessel for them to get online. Yeah. Through pre and post media yeah so which is you know we've thought that out we've we've got plans in place for that yeah But yeah just see where it ends up yeah I like it man it's a mm-hmm. good thing I uh, yeah for me a measure of success for me would be to um <laughs> obviously for it to be financially successful, be a great measure of success, but not just that, because I would like to see the 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 hot shots of the all the industries show up. When yeah. I say industries, the disciplines of the motorcycling, and just see, you know, who could take it out. It comes out on top. Yeah, 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 like you. You look at it. It's got an MX proper style drop gate. Hard enduro guys have, haven't seen a, a gate for <laughs> since they walked away from the original dis- discipline. I would suggest. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. They're like the guys. Some guys might do motocross, but it's only a ride park based stuff where they go and throw yeah, a few whips sure. or whatever. And then you've got um, the the enduro guys that are doing sprints more often than not. That are far more used to taking those speeds in corners and stuff like that not that you're going to get great speeds in this but like the holding that intensity is more what yeah i was going to say they're
0: used to the intensity for sure yeah yeah absolutely um, and same with the motocross guys they're used to the intensity just the the
1: skill it's obviously a completely different skill to motocross and mindset like we laugh we're in a I was in tassie for the final round of um australian hard enduro and we all have our own little battles. Like, obviously, there's top three or four guys battling away, and then there's the um, next guy's down, and then there's sort of me after that in there. And, you know, I got to one section, and the guy in front of me goes, Sam, you're better in the creeks. And I knew that it wasn't him. Like, it was just, we get tired. and he's like, whatever. But we're that polite that we just pull over and we let the person go. Or if someone's derailed a chain, you get off and give them a hand. It's yeah. Like, and then we got Chad from Chad's Off Road going, this is just. It's so weird to see that you guys are all <laughs> literally mates while you're racing, still, and mates at the finish line. And we're like, oh, some of these, some of these sections, you can't get up on your own. So you burn your mates, you, you burn yourself. So
0: <laughs> you're spending the night there.
1: Yeah, but you know that's that's gonna go away in Super Enduro with these guys. They're gonna ride over, the, like they have to. Yeah, you tuck sure, the front man. in front of them. They're gonna send it over the top. Yeah. So, I don't know. Will Will Enduro have a better all round package? Yeah. set? don't know. Mm. I I have no it'll idea. it will be cool to see.
0: It'll be it'll there'll be some awesome racing for sure.
1: Yeah, and then you'll have like because I, I asked the question I'm on social media. Who's what's going to be the strongest discipline? And then you look at the World Series stuff and the American Series stuff. A lot of those guys are, um, ex trolls riders as well. Yeah. Okay. So, you know will that play a factor in at all? Mm. (laughs) No, but yeah, so this, you know, this is the cool thing of super enduro. You can get all these different disciplines involved and...
0: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Get them on the same playing field.
1: That's right. So that'll be a measure of success for me that, you know, that's a success from an internal level on with the athletes. Yeah. Um, And then obviously there's financial success and then there's... um, how well spread that um the the coverage can be without paying for it let's say that'll be another measure of success yeah where you can get um local news groups and how far that goes up the let's say the Victorian TV network yep with a with a report or a snippet or something like that yeah yeah and um which would be good because it'll get a bit of doom and gloom off the TV to something a bit more lighthearted yeah for sure um so many question marks. Like, I don't know. I wake up and go, why am I doing this? But, you know, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I'm in a position where I can do it. And it's not not just financially. It's just I'm inside of an industry where I'm hearing people talk and what they want out of it. And
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And, you know, it's what I don't want to do is people to think that I'm trying to just start a, an event to turn around and, you know, take athletes and money away from... You know, whether it's sponsor money and athletes away from a different discipline, it's not the case at all. It's yeah. a it's a three round series designed to um get visual footage of what these athletes do can do, so the the athletes themselves can build better social media profiles. Which, yep. like I said, Spencer runs a great social media profile where it's a profitable unit. Yeah, where Aussies aren't at the moment. It's no, bit, you know whether we're lazy or we just haven't cottoned on, but. Um, that needs to change on their end but what are they they need the platform to do it they need the platform to do it yeah yeah um and it's not just championship wins or trophies and stuff like that that these sponsors look for like you know i haven't won a single trophy in my uh, motorcycling path (laughs) and totally man got a couple of little sponsors and stuff like that so it's just how you represent and how you hundred percent yeah yeah for sure so yeah, it, it truly is that. The platform, um, I can do a lot with if I can manage to get the technology to do it. It's funny, like, you have people go, how's motorcycling so difficult? Like, why are you carrying on acting like it's the hardest thing in the world? Don't you just sit on the seat and turn the throttle? <laughs> and I've had that said to me once before when I was training for Red Bull Romaniacs and I just looked at her and went, you're kidding, right? <laughs> but, you know, to get in front of general public and have these guys literally sweating bullets. Like if they, if someone gets to the finish line going, oh, that was great, let's do it again. I'll be very surprised. <laughs> yeah. But if I can get their heart rate displayed on the big screen TVs and stuff like that, just so you can see yeah, how yeah. They had the hard they're doing it. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Be Cool.
0: Yeah, man. It sounds awesome. What's the
1: date of the first one? 25th so, of Feb. 25th of Feb. Yeah. Yep. In Ballarat, awesome. which is an area of Melbourne. Yeah. Um. Perfect. And thus far, the council have been very, very supportive of that, which is yeah already a measure of success for myself on what I took to them. Yeah, like they have said, you know, people sit in front of us with um, applications for whatever it is at the time, and you know, mm. they get they get dulled to it because it's all just you know not professionally put together or whatnot, but they they yeah. they're um very excited to a point where they want it back if it's a success for the following year. So, yeah. which gives me, um, you know, better grounds for saying, right, well then I need you to open up your facility over here. Mm. Yes, we'll be putting dirt and rocks and logs on it, but we can get this yeah, surface protected, which has been one of the biggest issues that you ring around. and yeah, yeah. Um, unless you're prepared to get into your Marvel stadiums that have done it all before. Yeah, yeah. People at, at are a, a bit s- hesitant. Yeah. Um, and Ballarat have got a beautiful football stadium that recently built and, instantly said no, no way and I'm not sure if they've had a bad experience with that but it's just whether they understand it or don't but there's other facilities in Ballarat that we can move up you know keep stepping it up yeah but yeah we need the trust of those councils to to work with us and not against us yeah absolutely
0: Um, it might be that might be something you could even like reach out to the WSX people man and like maybe like find out how they went about that because I know that was well, from what I've just heard on their podcast about, like that was a big process for them as well, getting that approved initially to do it in there. So, Yeah, in the X days or in the... Yeah, like when they first went to Marvel, yeah. Because they've got to like put acro props under the floor and everything when they do it at Marvel Stadium. Like it's yeah. pretty full on what they do there. So
1: they'd you might be able to... I'm mm. sure they'd be open to sharing a bit of that. Well, Aussies being Aussies, eh? everyone knows someone that know someone else that's got a mate <laughs> the amount of people are going oh I've got a mate that's mates with um, Bailey and that, that and I'm like that's sick like I'd love to speak to him but when I kick this is off is all when he's announced all his thing I'm like he's probably a little busier than I am oh right now he would be so a I sure just, man yeah. Yeah. I, but, absolutely <laughs> um, yeah very very interested to speak to Adam one day just to about nothing and everything like yeah. just just to hear him and I do listen to his podcasts and stuff like that that which, truth be told, was probably, you know, at the time I heard the one with uh, Gypsy Tales would have been when I went, you know, this is doable. The way that yeah. they understand it, like... Yeah, yeah. Let's um, do something. Yeah, let's do it like a business and not like a hobby and yeah. see where we can get this thing to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'd love to speak to everyone about it when they've got time. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's awesome, man, because... I was talking to someone about that the other day, like how people, especially in Australia, can like be on the back foot with promoters making money out of an event. But Which is the most ridiculous <laughs> thing. It And exactly, man, like it has to. Like if you want the sport to grow and events to be there year after year after year and get better and better and better, it has to make money. Like someone has to be making money there if they're if they're operating at a, lo- at a loss then like that arena cross just got their final round got cancelled because they're they're out of cash like as in
1: it must have been the, the last day or two the it?
0: fourth yeah yeah like it just yesterday they put a thing up saying that they're not going to run the fourth round because they so that's what I mean like if someone like you say you, you're taking a risk to run this event like yeah it's it's a calculated risk but it's still a risk like like I'm all for that. Mm. Like, it's it's crazy to think that people think that that's potentially a, a downside of someone making some money. Like, if, it, if you think that's bad, then go run your series or go run your, like, where's your
1: answer? Because, yeah, I, I'm, you know, people get the same way about big businesses and corporation and by no means am I defending every big business and corporation because I'm sure that's, you know, done Whatever dealings that they may or may not have done in the past, Um, but some people do literally look look at a person and go, "Oh, you know, they got rich off, you know, doing off our entry fees, and we're doing all the hard work." And and let's be clear, entry fees go nowhere. Yeah. In an event set up. Well, especially especially
0: when you're limited to seventy-one riders. Correct. It's not like Fink where they get seven hundred riders. Yep. Like. Yep. And, and the entry fee's $800 like
1: <laughs> yeah you're yeah but that's unreal that they can charge that oh. and people pay it and they've yeah. built a, yeah
0: they've got they've got a wait list they've got people waiting to <laughs> to enter yeah. that event at 800 bucks
1: which yeah which He's, is wild you're, the, you're writing what's saying some people do say that where I'm the complete opposite I look at it and go how cool is that yeah that that person has turned whatever it is into such a big entity and made money off it and like you are correcting what you say if there's no money in it there's no sport there's yeah. no you know it's the, the not, reason it's, well it's not viable yeah. it can't continue there's a reason your favourite cafe shuts down it's not because <laughs> they're making heaps of money <laughs> like it's because they're working for free Yeah. people can't just can't work free I can well, Christy and I can take a risk but like I said I'm not going to continue to you know Never have this business trading insolvent because it's yeah, the writing's on the wall well before it gets to that point, yeah, for sure. Um, and it, it's it's a shame to hear about the arena cross.
0: Oh, 100%. I
1: think I was for sure when I saw all the weather coming across, I was like, Oh, hopefully, they don't cop it at the last one, yeah, just gone the other weekend, yeah. And it's a part of our future goal to get into stadiums is to remove that weather factor,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah
1: absolutely. Um, whether it's spastic heat yeah or um, torrential rain yeah which will ruin a ruin an event like mine rain will kill it yeah and I think maybe the Robins boys had an event that washed out as well yeah and people don't that comment going back to what you said oh they don't like seeing promoters make money but you can lose money very quickly oh, on something that you can't 100%. control. Yeah. Being the weather. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Fun, like, yeah, like, I've actually, a lot of the um, the deposits I've had to make for, like, grandstand seating and stuff like that, I've, it, one of the first things I ask is what happens in the event that we get washed out. Yeah. So that is very much on the forefront of our minds going into these things you know probably 12 months ago
0: man i would have said you'll be right in the 23rd of february but lately the way the weather's been it's like you just you just don't know but you like you should be right at that time of year
1: yeah and we've had some weird weather patterns for a couple of years now and i look back over six years of past data around that time and i'm pretty confident that we can yeah it'd be near perfect to be honest yeah
0: Oh, hundred um, percent. It'd be a freak, like an, a freak day if you got yeah rain at that time of year.
1: Yep, yep. Touch wood.
0: <laughs> so. Um, no, I think it's great, man. It's it's awesome to see that you're doing it and I think only good things are gonna come from it for sure, so Yeah, props you. to you. Thank Is there you anyone much. that
1: you would like to thank so far or Um the sponsors that have Got on board early. I won't name them yet because I've got a bit of a plan on how I plan on announcing them. But yeah, um, you know, a lot of work goes into getting this material together to present to complete strangers that don't know me, and that's one a, a fault of my own because I haven't had to and never wanted to have a big social media following or platform. I've kept to yeah. myself and do everything like I, I don't even allow my partner Christy to thank me publicly. On her yeah. so because she's got god knows how many followers that it just start yeah you know bombarding my <laughs> notification I'm not interested so I, I like I'm happy to help anyone and don't expect anything from it. So I've kept a low um, profile on my social media which may tend to come around and burn me now because I'm trying to prove to complete strangers that it when I say I'm gonna do something I'll do it which is in saying that it's funny because I have um, fellow athletes that I compete in and around can't, yeah. can't wait never seen you do anything half fast. yeah so it's like they know they know me yeah you know even a, on a small level they know me yeah but these people you know you come to them wanting your hand out saying oh, I'm going to do this this and this for you yeah and yeah the you know they may have been burnt by promoters in the past yeah which makes it hard yeah and it it every decision that's made from one promoter does affect the next promoter whether it's good bad or otherwise so it's for sure yeah um hopefully hopefully we can you know only make the industry better for every promoter and not worse like that's that would be the complete backward step on what my vision is for this thing is to make it it like that even even if i'm successful and it means that they become unsuccessful because it's removing sponsorship dollars from them it's yeah, that would be disappointing for me. Yeah. Ideally, it, it, the more racing, like you've got Harding, Juro, kicking ass at the moment with entry yeah. numbers like 300, 350 people yeah. show up to these events. Yeah. To race. Um, and then you've got the GNCC, which looks like it'll be massive based on their social media followings that they've already got in the last few days. Um, so instead of getting, you know, everyone's piece of the pie getting smaller, hopefully the pie gets bigger yeah for sure yeah and everyone can grow um you know everyone's jumped on the world super crossing, throwing money at that because they see the value in it, yeah um, hopefully they can see the value in the little guys as well, yeah, for
0: sure it's awesome, man, thank you you're welcome, thanks for having me. Good chat. rambled on for a while. <laughs> Good luck tomorrow,
1: thank you, you very know. much yeah, that's I forgot about that so. We'll get some food into us and get hydrated. Yeah. Thank you very much.
0: Awesome, man. Thank you. See ya.